Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hey, hey, you're listening to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. Welcome, welcome. This is your first time listening to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. My name is Bree Mitchell. I am the host of the show as well as the founder of Brown Girl Self-Care. Brown Girl Self-Care is a platform for black women, specifically for black women, who are looking to get to where the healing, joy, and abundance resides because it is our birthright, okay? That is what this show is all about. So I got a good episode for you. Today, I want to talk about the stories that we tell ourselves, the stories that we tell ourselves and how, like, if left unchecked, those stories, they will break our mental health. So I want to talk about that. I want to share how you know, those mental stories have affected me. I want to share, you know, a few things that I do to help me when I am really in this, you know, negative place with my mind because of the stories I've been telling myself. We're going to talk about that today in the episode. But first, I want to invite you to slow down if you're able to. Don't slow down your car, girl, if you're driving. Keep driving. (laughs) But slow down. Like if you're still in the house or if if you are able to go and take a quick walk, you know, do that if you're at home and you're, for example, just laying in bed, pause the podcast, girl, make you some coffee, make you some tea, come on back. Like, I want you to do something that is for you as you listen to the podcast, if at all possible, okay? Because I really want this podcast to be a reminder for us all to, like, hit the pause button and slow down, right? We're worthy of that. You're definitely worthy of that, okay? Everything cannot be about rush, 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 do, do, do. This podcast is a space for us to be and enjoy that state of being, right? All right. So um, did I have any quick reminders before I start the podcast? Um, Oh, no, I don't. But usually I do open the podcast when I remember by letting you know what I did for self-care in the last few days or in the last few weeks, what have you. And there's been a few things, actually. But the thing that instantly comes to mind is the fact that for self-care, I had one of my favorite comfort meals very, very recently. And man, it was just so good. It was just so, so good. You know, a lot of times there are things that bring us joy. There are things that make us, help us to feel loved, nurtured, abundant, like whatever the case may be, right? And we know what those things are, but then we end up getting so busy that we forget about how some of the most simplest things are the most amazing things. Like everything doesn't have to cost a million dollars to 
to soothe our soul. Everything doesn't have to cost a million dollars to nurture us. Everything doesn't have to cost a million dollars. I keep saying a million dollars. God bless me with a million dollars. <laughs> Everything doesn't have to be this big, com- complex, um, like, like overcomplicated situation for us to tap into those feelings that we, you know, that, that we love that that pour into us you know what i'm saying and so that's what i love about this meal um the um the comfort meal that i made is because it's so simple i was able to make it and as i was eating it i promise you on everything (laughs) i promise you on everything like I kept like if if my eyes could have rolled into the <laughs> into the back of my head, they would have. I had to stop. I had to lean back in my seat and just take it all in and just breathe and just <laughs> enjoy the meal. I know that sounds insane, but I'm just telling you my truth because it was so good. You deserve those moments that make you want to roll your eyes in the back of your head, okay? Now, you might be inferring some other things that have an amazing feeling for you. I'm specifically right now talking about this food, this meal, okay? But we deserve that, right? We, I, I know that I do. We deserve that, okay? So the meal that I made was very quick and easy. It's, it was simply cornbread which was the Jiffy cornbread, you know, the blue and white box Jiffy cornbread. So cornbread and cabbage. Yes, cabbage. When I eat that in combination with each other, I don't know if it's just because it's the old school in me. I I really don't know, but it's so bomb. It's so good that it just, it just transports me into this place of feeling loved and just, just, like life is good, right? It it, it, it it helps me to feel like life is good. Life is abundant. I don't even know how that makes sense, but that's my truth. That That's just what it is. Um, and so very quickly, in case you're wondering, how do you make it? The cornbread, you make it how you make it. Again, any cornbread will do. I have, was just raised on the Jiffy cornbread, so that's always my go-to. It's very easy to make. You, you need egg, one egg, a little bit of milk, bada boom, bada bing. Very simple. Pop it in the oven. The cabbage, all you need is an onion. I use white onion typically. Um, you know those Hillshire Farm sausage meats that are shaped like a U? That is the meat that I use. And I'll either use the whole meat. This time I use just half of that because I have realized that it's a lot of meat. And I really didn't want so much this time. So I cut it in half. Half of them went to the freezer. The other half is I made. I used for this meal. Um, you need like maybe a clove or two at the most of garlic, which you can chop up into fine pieces, right? Um, and then of course you need that cabbage. I use the green cabbage. I've not explored using other cabbages before. Um, I just gravitate to the green cabbage because I know how it tastes and I it's just, I don't have to think about it, but maybe one day I will kind of try some other cabbages. Um, so what I do is in a, in, a, in a pot, excuse me, or in a pan, I finally dice up the garlic. I cut up that, like at least half the onion, uh, and put a little olive oil into the pot, put that pot on, or keep saying pot, put that pan on, um, low-ish to low-ish medium. doesn't really need to be high. Um, heat, put a little olive oil in that pan, 
go ahead and put that uh, chopped up onion and chopped up, what is it, garlic into the pan. Let that simmer a bit as it um, gets soft. You know, you'll, you'll know as it gets soft, you'll know that it's you're ready to move to the next step. Maybe it'll take, what, five minutes to start softening that up. While that's doing that, I go ahead and cut up the meat, okay? I cut that up, and once that onion has softened up a bit, I go ahead and put the meat in. The meat is already cooked, okay? The meat is already cooked to my knowledge, so really you're just browning it, okay? So I let that meat, you know, cook. What is it, five, ten minutes of that meat cooking? I, you know, flip it over every now and then, but... I allow it to do its thing, and it's going to start creating a little bit of juice and stuff like that, just a, just a smidge. And then once that has browned up a bit, uh, I go ahead and put in the cabbage that I have chopped up. So you put that chopped up cabbage in there, right? And it might look like a lot when you put it in the pan. And um, I pour a little bit of water. I'm talking maybe, not even half a cup, maybe like a, maybe like a quarter of a cup of water into the pan, and then I put the lid on. And from start to finish, once you put that cabbage in, it probably will take you hmm, maybe like 20 minutes to cook, I would guess. It's going to cook down quite a bit because I believe a lot of that cabbage is water, right? Um, but I check it every five minutes. I, you know, stir it up and flip it and all that stuff. I make sure the water has not run out because if it does, it will definitely burn. This is why you do not need to have it on high heat, okay? And... Um, yeah, just put a little more water if needed. Keep checking it every five minutes. Make sure that I stir it every five minutes. Make sure it's not burning or anything. And when I feel it is soft enough, because I like my cabbage to have a, just a little, like I don't like it completely, completely wilted. I like for it to have a little bit of crunch to it still. Um, so for me, about the 20 minute mark, more or less, um, is perfection for me. And then you just go ahead and spoon it out. Oh, God. Oh, of course, you have to season it to your liking. I will do like, like a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper, um, maybe some uh, paprika. It just really depends on how I feel, but at minimum, salt and pepper. And then you're done. The cornbread's done by that point. And you cut, cut a thick slice of that cornbread, put it on top of some of that cabbage. Oh, my God. Not only is it a cost-effective meal, which I'm just now thinking about, um, but for me, it just tastes so good. It just, when I think of, I guess, safe space, when I think of home, I'm doing air quotes that you cannot see. That is one of the meals that I, that I think of, right? It just makes me feel really nurtured and loved and good and yummy. So <laughs> that is what I did for self-care, y'all. If you make that recipe or if you've made that before, um, let a sister know how you like it. Okay. I would just be curious if it's just me and I'm tripping <laughs> or if this is like a universal, like, yes, we, we love cabbage and cornbread. <laughs> so let us just know. All right. Now let's go ahead and get into today's episode. I'm just still like kind of giggling at myself for some reason. I don't know why y'all, but again, I want to talk about now real talk. I want to talk about the stories that we tell ourselves because I had something come up very, very recently in the last few days. And I'm like, you know what? This is something that I definitely want to share because it is a part of my self-care journey. It is a part of me. And these things that I experience, these things that I work through, you know, as we all are um, walking towards and working towards our healing and liberation and um, all that, all that beautiful stuff, like 
we got to be okay with sharing and being real and having these type of kind of talks, these community talks, because, you know, we need each other, right? We need each other. So the communication needs to be open and there shouldn't be, even though there is, right? There shouldn't be any shame in, in our stories or in our experiences, I should say. There shouldn't be any shame in the things that we've, we've gone through, right? But a lot of times there is that shame for a plethora of reasons. And when we are operating from a place of shame, we just go within. We don't, we, we, we block our healing. You know what I mean? Because we can't release. We can't open up. We can't let go when we're operating from a place of shame and, and, and where we're judging ourselves and, and really being harsh and hard on ourselves for things that we've done either because we were operating from a place of pain or fear or, you know, we, we, some of us have had so many traumatic things happen to us that, you know, it's just, it's, it's natural, I guess, for us to want to just shut down and, and, and not share and instead put the blame on ourselves for the things that we've experienced. Right. So that's why these conversations that I know I'm saying conversations as in there's a dialogue between you and me right now. And I know that's not technically the case, but you know what I'm saying? It's important to have these conversations um, amongst us collectively as black women and just generally as, as a community for black people. So let's talk about these stories, y'all. Okay. Um, I feel like a lot of us build our lives around forecasting. Okay. Hear me out. We tell ourselves things that cause us to live and react from like a place of fear or a place of mistrust, anxiety, etc and and you know we have these these like these strongholds or these uphill battles going on in our minds um because you know that's where everything starts it's in in our minds right it's the mindset that's going to make or break us right it's the mindset that's going to make or break us but everything pretty much starts in the mind but we have these battles going on and and, and we end up with our mental health like in dire need of restoration because it's freaking exhausting. It's freaking taxing, right? To constantly feel like you are in a place of struggle, constantly feel like you're in a place of battle. You know what I'm saying? It's it's tiring. It's tiresome. It feels lonely. It's isolating. It's hard. Okay. Um, but we end up in this place where our mental health, it takes a huge blow and, and we just need restoration. And by the way, like I, I was talking about shame before, like there's no shame in that. There's no shame in having experienced like battles and with your mental or having some mental health concerns. Like there's no shame in any of that. I want to be very clear. Okay. Um, Like if you're right now saying, yes, my, my mental health, like I'm in need of restoration. There's no shame in that. Okay. There's no judgment coming. There's like no judgment from me getting broadcast to you. I want to make that very clear. Okay. Um, but the point of this episode is to like open up the conversation and explore things that can help us as we begin navigating our healing. Um, and just a quick side note here, by the way, like some of us, and this is, this is, this is me raising my hand and saying me too. Like I'm speaking from personal experience with this one. Quick side note. Some of us continue on those battles, like those uphill battles. Um, and sometimes them battles were not even intended for us. 
Okay. Like God provided you direction and or gifts to operate in. But if you are like me and you hard headed, okay, you won't, you, you like, you will not do it. You won't do it. You will not operate in your gifts. You will not walk in the direction that he is lining up for you. And in part, I feel like it's because we don't feel like we're good enough. Okay. We have like, at least for me, let me speak for me. I wouldn't operate my gifts because I had, and this is something I'm still working on, like this inferiority complex, right? Like I wasn't good enough. I was not smart enough. Like it's just all these things, right? Um, Everything isn't necessarily going to be easy, but it's like we make sometimes our joy feel impossible. We make our wellness feel like it's impossible to have. Um, and it's, again, because some of us are operating outside of our gifts. We're, out, we're operating on our, just doing it on our own, right? We're, we're, we're not leaning into God. Like, we're just like, I got this. I'm going to figure it out. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, I can't trust God. He, it's just not. Let, let me do it my way, Okay. And so you keep having a struggle in certain areas of your life because it's hard for you to surrender and trust. That for me is like my thing for 2023. Surrender and trust. Surrender and trust. Surrender and trust. Surrender and trust. Like I'm telling you, right? Um, so then when things are consistently hard or consistently don't, don't go your way, like I'm just kind of thinking about this inferiority thing that I have and I'm working through, right? Um, what's like the first thing that you do? I know for me, the first thing, like if, like if I keep in this, like consistently things are not going my way. The first, like the first, one of the first things that I'll do is like, it's like we, or I like speak death over myself. And by that, I mean, I'll say things like, man, I knew I wasn't going to get that. I knew I wasn't good enough for that. I knew I wasn't good enough to get a date. I knew I wasn't good enough to get out of debt. I knew I wasn't smart enough to do X, Y, Z. I knew that wasn't going to happen for me. It's, my situation is never going to change. This is what it is. And I knew that I, I'm not, you know, important enough to have X, Y, Z or to do X, Y, Z. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? You might have your own spin on those words, but my hope is that you get the gist of what I'm trying to communicate here. Okay. Um, so it's like whatever the case may be for you, right? So that was a quick side note. Let me get back to, to the podcast. Um, so recently something happened that kind of sparked this podcast episode. And what ended up happening was just me creating this story in my mind. All right. Raise your hand if you've ever done this. Like you create this big, scary monster in your mind. Like you have it all mapped out. Like this is what's, this is what's going to fall through. And then this, this is going to happen. And that's going to happen. And then I'm going to have to do X, Y, Z. And that's, you know, like you just, it just keeps going on and on and on. Like, and a lot of us, we have these huge imaginations, which can be a curse if not used in the appropriate way. Right. Because, again, our mindset is like the things that we think our mindset is so powerful. And that vision that you're holding is going to lead you down path A or path B. Okay, And with each decision that you make based on whatever it is, this vision that you're holding in your mind is going to, you know, 
allow you to make certain choices, right? Um, so recently, I, what happened? I'm trying to think, like, what had happened was, um, oh, okay. So I recently was speaking with my landlord back in um, November when I went to go pay the rent. And my landlord told me that, you know, there's going to be a rent increase. That was this. So this is back in November. Okay. My landlord mentioned that there was going to be a rent increase. And, you know, I've had rent increases before and they've been, you know, maybe $50 um, or I think the most was like $75, but they have not been on a consistent basis, which is like, I know that where I live right now, definitely God aligned that for me because everything was easy about getting in here. And the fact that I, um, look, the rent in California is out of control. Okay. The rent in California is out of control, but the fact that I get these small and irregular, like it's not every six months, it's not even every year necessarily where he raises the rent. I know that's, you know, that's God's hand because there's no way that I'm able to rent what I rent, which is a townhouse for the, for this amount of money, which is not a lot compared to what I could be paying in California, which would definitely be over $2,000 and I'm not paying $2,000. All right. So anyway, just kind of giving you a little backstory. Um, so he tells me in November, you know, uh, there's going to be a rate increase. And I was like, okay, so that, that's cool. December comes, he doesn't say anything. I don't say nothing, but um, it's kind of like, it's kind of like hanging over my head, you know, cause it's not finished. It's not complete. You told me that something's going to happen, but it hasn't happened yet. Right. So I have this, this, this incomplete scenario in my mind, but, it, but I'm not really worried about it, but I know something's coming. Right. So December, he doesn't say anything. November, he didn't say anything. December, he didn't say anything. January comes, I go pay the rent. And, you know, in my mind, I'm just like, I got to ask him because I don't want to keep thinking about this. Right. So I say, um, you know, what's going on with the rent? And he's like, oh, I'll let you know. And I'm like, OK. So now I'm just like, hmm, I'm still I'm still not in anxiety zone, but it's never it's never happened this way before. Like usually he'll tell me and then he'll tell me the amount the same day. And then he'll say in two months, go ahead and start paying this amount. Right. But he's not following his typical process. And so now I'm just like, I'm not spinning yet, but I'm starting to get like, okay, hmm. My mind is just processing at this point. That was January. <laughs> February comes. Oh, we're in February. I'm like, February comes. But literally, this was just a few days ago. <laughs> so here we are in February. I go pay my rent. And coincidentally, he has to come over because he has to change an air filter in my, my place. He does that typically once a quarter. And so we're in February. I go take the rent over. And I'm like, yeah, you were going to tell me about the rent? And he's like, oh, I'll tell you tomorrow. And then my mind is like, okay. <laughs> in my mind, I'm just like, bruh. Now I'm starting to spiral. This is not going to be good. This is, girl, this is not going to be good. Okay? So now I'm starting to spiral because... 
I'm like, he hasn't told me. He won't tell me. This is like my mind just automatically goes to the worst. Don't we do that a lot? Like our mind, he hasn't told me anything. I don't know anything other than he, there's an increase coming. That's all that I know. But my mind instantly spirals to the negative, even though the history that I have thus far would speak to the opposite of that. Right? Does that make sense? So even though the history would speak to the opposite of that, in my mind, my mind, I choose to go to the automatic, this is going to be bad. This is going to be hard. This is going to be terrible. Right? This is going to be terrible. This is going to, this is the story is now building up. Okay? It's starting to build up. I'm starting to envision this end of the world scenario. This is going to be bad. We about to be, you know, I'm thinking, okay, am, am I going to have to move? I'm going to have to pack up. I, I'm, even, even, yes, even in my mind, I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to have to start packing some stuff up. Like, when I tell y'all, I immediately went to the worst case scenario because that is what my mind is conditioned to do. Okay, and again, the things that we think with our minds, it affects everything, including our mental health, including our well-being, including our life. The choices we make, the reaction, the way we react, right? It all starts in the mind. So I'm starting to snowball at this point. I'm starting to snowball at this point. And I'm like, okay, he's coming out here tomorrow. He's going to tell me this crazy amount. What is it going to be? $500, $400? What, like, are we going to be able to eat next month? I'm going to have to, I swear, I'm just like figuring out, okay, so I'm going to have to cut back on the food budget and X, Y, Z. Like, again, when I tell y'all... The worst case was worst casing. I'm, I want to relay that to you because I want you to know and remember that I am human too. I still have struggles with certain things. I still have anxiety over certain things. I'm in therapy. I'm in community with other amazing black women. I journal. I meditate. I pray. I do devo- like. You can do all the things and still have certain challenges that take time to be released. That is the point. That is what I want you to understand. That is why I'm sharing this with you. Okay. Everything here is not like Instagram perfect. That's just not my life. It's not. So this is like, this is real talk that we're having right now. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and take a break right here. Okay, so what do Gail Anderson, Oprah Winfrey, and Big Boy have in common? These are three people in media who back in the day showed me that my dreams were possible. These visionaries paved the way for me to take a huge chance on myself by sharing my voice in the podcasting space. Black representation in media didn't happen by chance. We had to fight for the right to be heard, to be seen, to share our stories, and to take up space. Imagine if you could have some of the power, richness, and depth of the Black experience in one curated space. You can. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment, as well as perspective of the culture in real time. 
Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Conversations ranging from Abbott Elementary to mental health to Tracy Ellis Ross, there is no limit to the range you will find on Black Stories, Black Truths. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. It's okay to be skeptical and to question things that don't quite sound true. Like the time that I was dating someone that was trying to earn cool points, so told me he liked every single TV show that I did, but then couldn't tell me any of the names of the characters on these shows he claimed to love. Like, seriously? If something seems too good to be true, do some digging before you invest your time, energy, or money. This is why when it comes to my health, I use Ritual because they know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds our high standards. Their clinically backed essential for women 18 plus multivitamin has high quality traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. These multivitamins are gentle on my stomach and are so easy for me to take. It's crucial that I trust what I'm putting into my body, so I love that Rituals Essential for Women is USP Verified, which is a huge deal. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com forward slash self-care. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash self-care for 25% off. Your girl is a homebody, so one of the best parts of the day for me is when I can come home, put on my comfy pajamas, get snuggled up on the couch, and enjoy something to drink while catching up on a TV show. The thing is, though, that I don't want to drink wine all the time because, though I love it, I'm no longer a huge wine drinker like I was back in the day. I have morning headaches and even inflammation to thank for that. So, to help fill that gap, I've been enjoying Recess Mood as a guilt-free way to unwind. Recess Mood really is a vibe y'all there are only 20 calories per serving no added sugar and it's infused with stuff i like including mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens which really helps me to relax after a high energy day recess mood has four delicious flavors to choose from my personal fave is strawberry rose if one of your goals in 2024 is to drink less alcohol this is the way Give Recess Mood a try today and see how relaxed it helps you feel. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. All right, so I'm back. All right, so let me wrap up this story, y'all. So he comes out the next day. He comes out the next day. And he changes the filter packs up his ladder and starts to go back into his truck. And I'm like, bruh, (laughs) I literally was like, hey, 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 okay. But honestly, let me back up a second because I jumped ahead. That day before the heat came, I had to hit the brakes because I know what my patterns are. And this is another reason why, and I've talked about just being self-aware before, like you got to have a level of self-awareness or you're just going to like your life is just going to blow in any which way, depending on how you feel. Okay. So before he came, I I had to stop the spiral. I had to stop the spiral. And I'm going to walk you through the steps that I, that I personally did that helped bring me back to a place of you good. 
right? You, you good. Okay. So, um, yeah. So after like my little mini spiral session had started and I started envisioning these things and that was for probably like a good hour or so I had to pump the brakes and I had to redirect, you know, cause I'm like, I'm not going down this rabbit hole again because I know that when I do that and allow myself to just keep forecasting and let my mind just keep, you know what I'm saying? That's when I'm operating from a place of fear. And I'm not doing that. I don't identify any longer as a person that operates from a place of fear. We've talked about identity on the podcast too. There's several things that I identify as for 2023. One of them is not someone that operates from a place of fear. So I was able to nip it in the bud. It did take about an hour or so, but I was able to nip it in the bud and come back to, you know, center. I was able to ground myself in my truth and just keep moving on. And once I did this, I promise you for the rest of the day, I was straight. I was good. <laughs> and then the next day when he came out and then he put the filter in, like I was still calm. I was chill. But when he started putting the ladder up or put like getting, I was like, no, 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 no. You going to tell me on this day <laughs> what this is going to be. So I was like, well, wait, you, you said you're going to tell me about the red. And he was like, oh yeah. Like in his mind, he was just like, ah, whoopity do. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, yeah, because, you know, I'm getting a little nervous now. And he's like, oh, it's not even a big deal. He was like, the rent's going to go up $100 um, starting April 1st. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, we good. But could you imagine had I, for the whole entire day before, allowed myself to spiral? Then I'm spiraling while he's talking to me and having this conversation and I'm all anxious and nervous. My stomach is twisting. I've got the bubble guts, like I have a headache or whatever, you know, the symptoms are for you that you experience when you are in that place, right? Could you imagine going that whole 24 hours just feeling like that and how unnecessary that would have been? And, and honestly, it would, even if he would have said, okay, it's going to be $500 extra or whatever, some big $400, some big amount. All that stress and worry that I would have done for that 24-hour period, it would not have changed what he was going to tell me. Right? It wasn't going to change what he was going to tell me. So there was no need for me to be anxious, regardless of what he would have said. There's no reason for me to be anxious, right? I cannot control everything. So he told me the amount. I was good. He went on about his merry way. And... You know, I haven't even thought about it since actually until I was thinking about, well, I want to share this on the podcast. I want to be able to open up and be vulnerable about, you know, some of the things that I experienced. So that's what I'm doing because I know that it can help someone else out there. Okay. So, you know, we tell ourselves, we, 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 we make these stories, right? These big, scary, hairy, impossible stories and, and visions that we hold for our lives. And again, those things, we can cause them to come to fruition and manifest in such a way into like illness, stress, whatever. And, and, and for me, in my situation, speaking about like it was just not even necessary. It wasn't even necessary. Um, so I want to share with you kind of like something I was thinking, like, how can we begin to break these patterns? Like, how can we begin or continue to release these harmful beliefs that we have clung to, some of us for years, for decades, for seasons, 
right? I think I mentioned or talked a little bit about just feeling inferior and things like that. Like all of it's connected. All of it's connected. But it's like, how can we begin to break those patterns? Because if we're still operating in those patterns, if we're still operating in those limited beliefs, if we're still operating in those limited mindsets, like there's no way... There's no way that we will experience true freedom. There's no way that you will be free. You will always be chained to your past. You will, and you will not be able to grow. You will not be able to bloom, right? Could you imagine being bogged down by the past so much so that you can't even grow? You can't even move beyond that. Our mindsets create our realities that we're experiencing right now or that we will experience in the future. Like, like, like where you are right now, the mindset, like the beliefs that you have right now that are going to affect your actions, your words, the things that you do, how you feel like that's setting up future you. Okay. I think about future Brie all the time. For example, if you're like future me, let me give you a perfect example. Cause I do this all the time. So future me thanks me a lot. Okay. I know that sounds funny, but Every day when I make my coffee, every day when I make my coffee, I try to remember to clean out the coffee. Like I have a, is it called a French press? Coffee press? Whatever it's called. I will make sure that that's cleaned out and ready to go for tomorrow. So when tomorrow comes and I get up in the morning or whatever, and I go downstairs to the kitchen to get my, like my, whatever, my, my vitamins, my coffee, all that stuff ready. I'll even say, thanks, future Brie, (laughs) because I don't have to like pour out the old coffee grounds. I don't have to, you know, do any, any of that stuff. And I'm thankful for future, like past Brie. Does that make sense? So the things that we are doing now, the, the mindsets that we are aligning with, the people that we're even listening to, the beliefs that we hold, the actions that we're taking right now are the actions that we don't take right now. Like all of those things are going towards future you. So if you're holding on to and clinging on to old beliefs and you're creating these visions and stories for your life based on current circumstances, like that's for good, for bad, for ugly, for beautiful, whatever the case may be, that's going towards future you. Same for me, my actions, my thoughts, all of that stuff, the things I do, the things I don't do, those are going towards future Brie. That's just what it is. That's real talk. So again, how can we begin to be like break these patterns? Some of us, we they, these patterns like just have these beliefs. They just have this stronghold over us. It has this, they have this stronghold over our lives, right? So I'll tell you that for me, The very first thing that I do is I have to bring myself into a place where I'm able to pause. I have to pause. I have to stop. And and you might even tell yourself verbally out of your mouth, stop and put your hand up. Like sometimes it takes like a word in action. I've done that sometimes too. I will put my hand up and I will verbally out of my mouth say, stop. Stop. Right. And I'm not saying it like in this mean way, but it's in a way where I'm able to. This might sound a little weird. Like I can. 
how can I explain it? Like, I know that I'm saying this, obviously, okay? But the way that I say it is just like, it's like a reminder to like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's, let's take it from a 10 to a five. You know what I'm saying? Let, let's just hold, hold on, hold on. That's basically what that stop means for me, right? Just, just stop, stop, okay? Giving your mind a signal to just, just trying to break that, that, that spiral, that thought pattern, right? Stop, okay? Give, and I give myself a moment to just pause, and that might look like taking a walk. It might look like breathing, stillness, quiet time, something that will allow me just to be still if, if necessary and to just breathe. Take my mind off of whatever is in like whatever is in this spiral. Like it, it just gives me some it puts some space between me and this this downward spiral, if that makes sense. So I pause. I tell myself to stop and I pause in a way that makes sense for me, okay? So after I've had a, a, a second or a moment or two or 10 minutes or whatever, right, to just to pause, take an intentional pause, take a breath, take 10 breaths, take, take 50 breaths, whatever, okay? And again, putting that space between you and this scary thing that you envision, all right? After I've had a moment to pause, the next thing that I do is like, I'll ask myself, like, what, where, what is at the root of this forecasting? I call it forecasting. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Um, forecasting is when you just like in your mind, you're like, this is it, this is what's gonna happen, and then that's gonna happen, and then okay, and then you know, next thing you know, this is gonna happen, and here we are. Like, just that whole forecasting thing and this scary stories that I create in my mind. It's like, what's at the root of that? that story that you're creating in your mind. And and for me, a lot of my story building and forecasting, like it's rooted in trauma. It's rooted in struggle. It's rooted in lack. It's rooted rooted in like abuse. It's rooted in violence. It's viewed, it's it's rooted in disappointment. It's rooted in pain. It's rooted in uh, fear. That's where a lot of my storytelling comes from. When I'm forecasting, it's rooted in all those things. I'm just like, wow, It's, it's just... It's it's rooted in a, a very heavy place, okay. So you may not be able to do it at the time, but being able to understand that you're forecasting and then maybe take some time to figure out, or even not figure out, because you may not even be able to figure it out exactly, right? But just to be aware, like, okay, when's the last time I I I felt like this? Or where did this come from? Where did this belief come from? Or do I have any um, exp- like situations where this actually came to pass? Like you want to kind of figure out like, where are the roots on this thing? Where is it coming from? Why am I, why am I thinking these things or feeling this way? That's important, right? You want to know kind of like what, what, where is this coming from, Right. And then the next thing that I do is after I've taken them some time to reflect and sometimes things from my childhood will pop up and I'm able to kind of like follow the trail a little bit. And again, it won't bring me complete and total awareness, understanding every single time because there's layers to this, but it'll give me like a little bit of a thread. And I'm like, oh, I remember that time that, for example, my dad said he was going to show up and he didn't. Or I remember that time that, you know, I was yelled at or, or 
you know, beaten for doing X, Y, Z or for feeling this way or like whatever the case may be. It just brings me a little more awareness. And when I have that awareness, it helps me to, I guess, re rehumanize myself too, if that makes sense for you. Right. Because a lot of times we just we just operate like we're machines and we forget, girl, you are a whole human. Right. So that's why I feel like just kind of like getting to the root or closer to the root by doing a little digging. It helps me in a few ways. I'm going to take a quick sip of some OJ here. Okay. The next thing that I do is um, I just think about like, well, (coughs) excuse me, what is the actual truth? What is the actual truth here? Okay. Um, Because the point really is to stop hyping up this monster in our mind, y'all. This monster is out of control, right? We got to get to the point where we're not hyping up this monster in our mind because that monster is going to keep us in this state of fear and anxiety and stress and overwhelm, right? When you stop running or reacting out of fear, I would say, And you kind of like take hold of your thoughts, take reign of your thoughts. You begin to shift into a place where you're operating from your God-given power. You're operating from a place of power at that point. More so than just allowing this monster to just keep building and building and building and building. That fear starts to take over, right? So you want to find out like what is the actual truth? And for me, before I even knew that this small, what the amount was going to be, for me, I had to sit down and say, okay, so what is the actual truth? No, you are not going to be homeless. No, you are. Yes, you will be able to eat no matter what. No, you will not be homeless. And actually, by the end of it, I was like, okay, this is confirmation for me that with this increase in rent, I'm going to also have an increase in money. My money is about to be popping even more. That was what I took from it by the end. (laughs) I'm like, okay, God is not going to take away from me and not replenish. Right? That was the truth that I decided upon when I was done. But during the process, it was like I had to remind myself, like, no, it doesn't mean this. No, it doesn't mean that. No, that isn't going to happen. Or if it was something that was like a possibility, like, okay, and if that happens, then what? Like, just get into a place where I'm like, either way, I'm going to be good, right? Either way, you're going to be good. You're going to be good. So you have to sit down and take some time and understand, like, what is my actual truth, what is my, uh, my actual truth? And how can I walk in that versus fear? How can I walk in that versus mistrust? How can I walk in that versus uh, stress? How can I walk in that versus anxiety? What is the actual truth? And that will help you to find out, like, where is my pocket of peace? We talked about that, too, in the podcast. Once you know your truth, you're able to see where those pockets of peace are. That pocket of peace for me was like knowing, hey, I'm about to be hooked up. God is not going to deplete me. He's just it's just not going to happen. Right. So that was a pocket of peace for me. Like that was I took it as a confirmation. Like I'm I'm solid. I'm good. I'm solid and good. So figure out where your pockets of peace are with that. Once you understand what what the truth actually is. okay. Where are your pockets of peace or how can you create pockets of peace in this situation? okay? so that everything is not about being hard. Everything is not about struggle. Everything is not about fear. There's pockets of peace in there and we've got we've to lean into those. Um, and then also for me, 
the last part of it for me is just, I just kind of said it, but like leaning, leaning into like trust and surrender. So for me, that was, that looked like saying to myself and God that like, I surrender God to your will. I cannot, like whatever he's going to say, he's going to say, I don't have any control over that situation. I cannot tell him, oh no, you're not going to raise my rent. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like there's, listen, I, I got to lean into God and trust what God says and trust his word and understand that I cannot do all the things. I cannot be all the things. And that when situations arise, I'm covered. I'm, I'm, I'm still going to be good. And I don't have to lean into fear. I don't have to try to like, like internally run away from situations. I don't have to shut, excuse me, I have the hiccups. I don't have to shut down. I don't have to, um, you know, hide my emotions away. I don't have to be like all these things. I don't have to be hardened. Like I don't have to do any of those things. I don't have to. It's my choice, but I don't have to. Instead, I'm going to choose to lean into trust. I'm going to choose to lean into surrender. I'm going to choose to lean into faith. I'm going to choose to lean into God's word. I'm going to choose to to just lean into my peace. Does that make sense? So it's like, All of it together helps me to begin to tear down and break down these patterns that have had a stronghold over my life for a very, very long time. I cannot even tell you how long I operated from a place of chaos, stress, fear, patterns, negative mindset, like just all of those things. I will be so stressed out so stressed out and I'm not talking for like I'm talking for days for weeks right operating from a place of fear versus operating from a place of 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 faith so I know a lot of us have different little monsters in our head and we say different things about ourselves and to ourselves but I really want to encourage you to think about the stories that you tell yourself on a very regular basis and do a little digging on where those stories come from and figure out, like, where are my pockets of peace in this? What things, as Oprah say, says, do I know for sure? What is the real truth in this situation? What are the real truths in this situation? Is there something I can do about this thing? Great. Pray on it and do it. Can I do it? Is there nothing I can do about this thing? Okay, pray on it. Trust, surrender. I know that sounds very simplified, and I know it's easier said than done. I am speaking from firsthand experience on that. I know. But I know, also know for sure that if we are not able to rein in our thoughts, rein in our minds, and lean more into our faith, Especially, I'm sorry, I had to put my shirt on. Especially as a black woman. It, it's, you know, it, it's, it's, um, it's, it's impossible to separate our wellness with our, our beliefs. It's impossible to separate our wellness with our mindset. It's impossible to separate those two things. So we've got to figure out ways as we continue to heal to you know, look at those patterns and those habits and those thoughts and, you know, work to 
to shift and to change those things, okay? Because those types of thoughts, they are hurting us. Those thoughts, those types of thoughts, they are killing us. Those types of thoughts are not leading us towards the liberation and the freedom that, you know, is ours to claim. So that's honestly it <laughs> for this week's episode. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts. You can send me an email at connect at browngirlselfcare.com. Again, that's connect, C-O-N-N-E-C-T, at browngirlselfcare.com. Have a blessed week, and I will see you next Monday on the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.